Good morning. Hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Um, I was just thinking it's easy to just kind of after Thanksgiving is over, you know, we always think about what to be thankful for and everything, but really we should be thankful all year and everything. Most important thing to be thankful for is salvation and that Jesus died on the cross for us. Um, before I move on, um, Josh, can you open us in prayer? Father, thank you for salvation. Oh, we have such so much to be thankful for as Christians. Help us not take that for granted. And pray for Brother John and he shares lesson and help us to be thankful every single day, really every single moment. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. To forfeit all of Earth's troubles. I'm gonna be moving around a lot. Through the Bible today. Um, first passage I'd like to read out of is um, John three sixteen. Starting verse sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the Holy, only begotten Son of God. And this is a condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest the deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Um, the first verse there, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Um, I don't know what you guys think about when you read that but Jesus died on the cross for us and that's just so much it's just too much to imagine it's the pain he went through for our sins um John 14:6 said Jesus saith unto him I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me Jesus is the only way to salvation. Without him, we're we're nothing. We can't we can't function. We can't do anything. Um, he's the way. He's the path that we need to follow. Um, he's the truth, and then he's the life. He's he's our breathing life. We we get everything through him. Um, Psalm fifty one. Psalm 51, starting in verse 10. Uh, sorry, let's go up to verse 7. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear the joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my, my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. 
Are we asking God to create in us a clean heart, a heart without sin before Him? Cast me not away from Thy presence, and take not Thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of Thy salvation, and uphold me with the free spirit. If we're saved, we should be joyful and happy all the time, even if we're going through struggles. Um, Proverbs chapter 3. Starting in verse uh, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understanding. Um, are we trusting in the Lord no matter what happens in our lives? Um, it's easy, at least for me, to try to figure stuff out myself um, and not even think about asking the Lord. But we need to trust our whole lives in Him. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. And even as a father the son, in whom he delighteth. When we're going through hard times, are we rejoicing? Um, the Lord, as it says in uh, verse 11, My son, despise not the chasing of the Lord. The Lord be, may be having us go through a hard time so that he can refine us and um, make us better for Him. Um, Psalm 23. This is a pretty common chapter, but I just wanted to read it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Is, he, is the Lord our shepherd this morning? A shepherd... Is somebody the sheep trusts when when he calls our name, are we running to him? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters, he restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow and death, I f- will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then Psalm 119. uh, Verse 105. The word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Are we reading the Bible? We need to be reading the Bible every day because in it um, we'll learn how to live for Jesus and follow Him. Um, turn to First John. First John 2, uh, starting in verse... 15, I believe. 
Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of the Lord, of God, abideth forever. With Jesus as our first and every if we if we give our hearts to Jesus, stuff in the world shouldn't matter anymore. Um, we we should hate the stuff in the world. We should hate what our flesh wants. To back this up, uh, go to Matthew five. Matthew five verse twenty nine. And if thy right hand offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of the members should perish, and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of the members should perish, and not thy whole body should be cast into hell. Um, I'm going to read a little commentary on this verse. If thy right eye offend thee, if any person or thing as pleasant and as dear to thee as thy right eye should be stumbling block in thy way, an occasion of thy falling, or should be a means of ensnaring thee and leading thee into sin, pluck it out. So I don't really think it's our actual eye, our actual hand. It's what is causing us to sin, no matter what that is. We should have no problem getting rid of that to keep us pure and clean. With inexorable resolution, that is, give up and part with the beloved object. For it is profitable for thee, it will be thine advantage that one of thy members should perish, to suffer an apparent temporary loss of pleasure or profit, rather than that thy whole soul and body should perish eternally, which yet would be the fatal consequence of the indulging of a favorite lust. And if thy right hand offend or snare thee, the, it, though it be so useful and necessary, a part to do not spare it, but in, immediately cut it off and cast it from thee. Now I found this next part interesting. The greatest part of Christ's daughters were poor people who lived by their daily labor, and to these the loss of a right hand would be much greater calamity than the right than that of a right eye. So basically, in the second verse, when Jesus talks about casting or cutting off a right hand. He's basically just driving home what he had said in the previous verse. Because, as it said, the people he was mainly talking to are poor people. If they didn't have a hand, um, it really caused them to hurt because they didn't, they couldn't get near as much work done. So basically, he's really just driving home. If there's something that's causing us to sin, we need to get, get it out of our lives immediately. Um, and then... 1 Corinthians 10. First Corinthians 10, I think I'll start in verse 13. There are no temptation taken you, but such is as is common to men. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation also make a way of 
way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Um, I think this is really encouraging. If we're going through a temptation or a hard time in life, um, we could overcome it with God's help. Um, like he says, there's nothing he's going to put in our way that we can't overcome without with him. Um, and then ending, I'd like to go to Hebrew, Hebrews 12. Starting in verse 1, I believe. Wherefore, seeing we also a compass about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience a race that is set before us, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame that is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such condemnation of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and ye have forgotten the exhortation who speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chasing of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chaseth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Um, first verse is what I was really wanting to look at. The sun and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience a race that is set before us. Let's um keep living and and running the race so we could come out in victory at the end. Thank you.